How's it going today, guys? We're back here live in the studio for another episode of Hot Takes with TP3. Once again, I'm your host, Thomas Penland, coming to you live from Atlanta, Georgia, on today, Thursday, September 29th, 2022. And I'm joined by Ben Gorwitz. Ben, say what's up to the people, man. Ooh, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, guys, it's a great day to be alive. It is Thursday night. We got Thursday night football. We got Friday night. The Mets are rolling in town to play our Atlanta Braves. And me and Ben got a full picks pod for y'all. Once we do our picks, we'll talk about some of the bigger matchups of the weekend that we either didn't bet on or we didn't include them in our best bets for the podcast. Ben, as always, we'll start things out in college football. Um, we'll definitely circle back around once we get done and talk about the Alabama game. We'll talk about the uh, Florida State-Wake Forest game, unless you have a bet there. And we'll talk about Ole Miss and Kentucky as well. Um, also probably talk about some NFL as well. But anyway, let's get down to this. Before we actually start, I do want to say one thing real quick. This hurricane thing has been wacky all week long. Hope everyone in Florida has been staying safe. I figured I would include that first before we talk about the gambling aspect that we hope everyone's safe. But, um, yeah, guys, it's been weird, honestly. I mean, it got downgraded now. Now it's saying it's not even supposed to rain here in Georgia anymore. It says it's supposed to be windy. Um, the Carolinas, apparently, uh, are still supposed to get hit hard on Saturday. Um, F- State of Florida should be good. They're now playing Buccaneers in, um, and uh, – Chiefs, yeah, and Chiefs in Tampa still. So that's another interesting side of this. I don't. It's it's just very weird. There's a lot of like win factors and stuff. I'll mention that again when we get back to the NFL part because I think that's the only game that might be affected by it. But um, yeah. Anyway, let's get down to it. Um, Ben, since you did better than me last week in college football, I'll defer to you to get things started. Going Michigan, Iowa under forty two. Um, I like this. This is a. If you look at history's past, recent history's past, mm-hmm. Iowa, when they have top five teams, um, Michigan's number four, so top five teams coming to play at, I believe it's called Kinnick Stadium in Iowa. They have not fared very well. Iowa's won a lot of those games outright. Uh, two reasons why I like the under is Iowa's offense through four weeks has looked really, really bad. The last two weeks, they've scored 27 points each, which is a lot for them. Still bad nationally. They ha- haven't played really a good team. They played South Dakota state only put up seven points. The offense didn't get them. Um, They played Iowa state only scored seven points. Nevada, terrible. They only scored 27 and Rutgers who's I guess decent, but pretty bad. And they scored 27. I think Michigan will be able to run uh, on Iowa. Just fine. Michigan doesn't turn the ball over a lot, which is a big key factor why Iowa can Scored a decent amount of points. They're, I think the past two years, they've been the best in the country at causing turnovers. And Michigan runs a slow pace. They run the ball a lot. They run yeah. a slow pace. Um, this is the, by far the best defense they've seen so far. And like I said before, I think Iowa's offense is kind of a joke. Um, that stat that I had, um, I actually pulled it up. So the last six home games against top five foes, uh, this is Iowa. In mm-hmm. 2008, they beat Penn State by one. In 2010, they blew out Michigan State. 2016, they beat Michigan. 2017, they lost to Penn State by two. 2017, the same year, they blew out Ohio State. In 2021, they beat Penn State by three. So, a lot of teams have not won out right there. I think Michigan will run the ball. Uh, control this clock, use that to their advantage, and we have two good defenses. 
Yeah, actually, another funny fact. I'm actually glad you brought that up. I was about to rattle that off as well. Um, Harbaugh has never beaten Iowa at the stadium. And on top of that, as a player and as a coach, and on top of that, this is also J.J. McCarthy's first road start as a quarterback. And on top of that, this is Michigan's first game, not only against a real team, but playing on the road here. I mean, they might have played the easiest out-of-conference schedule in all of college football. I'm pretty sure those three teams they played are ranked in the bottom five of all of college football. So this team scheduled a joke for themselves. So, I mean, I like Blake Corum, their running back, is so good. I like where your head's at, Ben. I was not going to let them run the ball. So it's going to be an interesting game for sure. Probably one that I won't watch, but I'll be tracking closely. Um, look, I'm going to start mine off since Ben started out with an under, and I'm going to go with my under here. Um, ben, I have a very interesting stat for you. The last 50 times two service academies have played each other. The under is yeah. 41 and nine. So in honor, it looks like we have Air Force and Navy playing each other. I'm going under, man. Under 38. Give it to me. I locked it in for a one-unit bet. Um, these teams are going to run the ball. The clock's going to run a lot. Feels like Vegas is starting to catch up. But, I mean, the total last week in Rutgers and Iowa was 31, Was the 34. So, I mean, I feel like until that they really get this thing down to, like, a total of 35 that we just got to keep taking the under. Under is an automatic bet for me when this is the case. I'm on the, I'm playing it. It's under 38? Yeah. Okay. I mean, we do. I feel like we just got to take it just because of that trend. Um, I want to take it to another one, man. Then I'll defer to you for another pick. Um, another good game we have. Look, guys, we have this is probably one of the best slates of college football of the entire season. If I had to guess, this will be one of the best slates. Um, kicking off at three thirty on Fox, number nine Oklahoma State's gonna gonna go on the road to play number sixteen Baylor. Baylor is anywhere from a two to a two and a half point favorite. I have them at minus two. Um, Look, Ben, we texted each other this this after the game happened last week. Don't think about it. Just bet it, man. Give me Baylor minus two here. Max bet for me. Spencer Sanders did play against Baylor twice last year as they lost them in the regular season and in the champion conference championship game. He threw seven interceptions and one touchdown pass in those games. On top of that, Baylor is ranked 17th on PFF in offense and eighth overall in defense. They're still in the top 10, and this team is battle-tested if they just beat a tough Iowa State team on the road. And they also went to BYU and should have won that game in overtime if they could have made field goals. Also, Oklahoma State's rated 74th overall in offense, and they're blocking grades out really, really poorly, which scares me a lot. I don't think they're going to be able to give Spencer Sanders time. They're not going to be able to protect him. He's going to turn the ball over. I mean, Ben, we were so low on Oklahoma State coming this season. Let's go ahead here. Let's go ahead and fade them while they still have a lot of momentum and people think this team is good. Give me Baylor Bears here. Baylor gets it done, I think, double digits. Baylor is also on my card. Love it. All right, my next one, um, not a big game at all. Not a game most people are going to watch. Don't even know if it's on TV. Don't need to watch it. James Madison, minus 22. Big spreads have been uh, over three touchdowns or more. have been covering a lot this year. Hear me out. James Madison, if you're not familiar with them, they just joined FBS. They were an FCS team, and they were probably top four average every single year in the FCS. They've won a lot of national championships along with North Dakota State. And... I'm blanking on the other team that usually dominates. They're undefeated so far. J, uh, JMU beat Middle Tennessee State 44-7 to in week one. Middle Tennessee State just beat Miami. 
They just got paid $1.4 million to beat Miami. Uh, JMU also just beat App State on the road. That's an impressive win. They have eight sacks on the air that ties for second most in uh, Division I football. They get after the quarterback. Texas State is bottom 50 in pass protection. That's a huge advantage for uh, James Madison on the defensive side of the football. Also, James Madison held Chase Bryce, who I think you and I both are pretty impressed with at App State. They held him to 235 yards, mm-hmm. got a pick off him, and only got one touchdown. They had a huge 28-3 comeback in that game. I think JMU's on a roll right now. Welcome to Division One football. You're 5-0. and They're also undefeated in covering the spread this year. I think that's a good pick. James Madison does grade out as the second best team. They got jumped by Minnesota because Minnesota just lined up a schedule of cupcakes for the top graded passing offense on PFF. So James Madison is that good of a passing offense. I don't see them having a problem getting a margin in this game. Ben, you want to do another? Do you have another college football bet or was it just those two? Yeah. No, I got one more. Uh, It's the same game. This is going to be a common theme. We're fading Northwestern once again. It's It's been two weeks in a row we've been successful this with this, we're going back to the well. They're playing Penn State. I'm not laying the 26. I'm going, it's not out yet. So if it's six, if it's minus six and a half, Penn State first quarter minus six and a half, I will be taking that. If it's nine and a half, I'm probably still taking it. Um, so I'm going to look at Penn State first quarter and Penn State first half. Those numbers won't come out until uh, Friday night or Saturday morning before the game. But if it's minus six and a half, that's that's a play that should be on everyone's card. Northwestern is atrocious. Two weeks ago, they lost to Southern Illinois, uh, Southern Illinois at home. Last week, I was on Miami of Ohio. I believe I gave it out of the podcast, plus seven and a half. Miami of Ohio won outright. It was one of the most disgusting displays of football I've ever seen from two teams. How much of that game did you watch? At, uh, probably... I watched most of the first half and then like two, three drives into the second half. And then I was like throwing up. It was not from alcohol. It was that bad. It was punt, 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 just three and out, three and out, six plays. You get 30 yards punt. It was disgusting. And we won out right there. Um, So we're fading Northwestern again. And that's Penn state first quarter and possibly Penn state first half. It's definitely on my card. I'm putting first quarter. You can play the first half if you want. If it's minus six and a half, it should be on every single person's card. Guys, I just want to take a second to say how proud I am of Ben and how I feel like that I've worn off on him as a handicapper. Look at Ben, man, taking these first half and first quarter bets. I mean, taking James Madison. I mean, Ben, a year ago, you would just been betting the big games. Look at you now. You're finding where the true value lies. I love it. I do also. I don't also hate Georgia. First quarter, first half. Yep. I really like Georgia first quarter, but we need to see what the number actually comes out at for sure. Or I will probably. Yeah, I mean, if it's six and a half, listen, here's my thing with first quarters now. If you see a team that is just so much better than the other Mm -hmm. team in every department, um, and you really think that the other team is not going to be able to move the ball, meaning that the favored team is going to have more chances on offense, if you see that first quarter at six and a half, it's got to be a play. We did it with, or I did it with Ohio State a couple weeks ago. Um, I'm doing it with Penn State now. I did it with Ohio State against North. Didn't they play Northwestern? Am I making that up? Um, Ohio State. No, Ohio State it was, played. Um, oh, Wisconsin. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I did it Ohio Ohio State versus Wisconsin. This week it's Northwestern. There's a huge advantage for Penn State. 
I like those, Ben. I definitely like those looks. Um, the other game I'm going to go with, guys, I'm, I feel like I bet on all the big games this weekend. I'm taking the points. I'm laying them. I'm going all the way up to Starkville, Mississippi. Those cowbells are going to be ringing. Texas A&M's coming into town off two of the most lucky wins I've ever seen. Spread on this game is four, and I'm taking Ole Miss and all – I mean Mississippi State and all those cowbells. Look, Texas A&M, massive look-ahead spot with Alabama on deck. Second of all, y'all remember last week and I was talking about how the Texas A&M had played against trash opponents except for Miami and was ranked 92 overall on PFF. Now they're ranked 109th overall, and that's after beating Arkansas. I mean, that is going to show you how even more lucky they were. I just don't see how this team that got outgained back-to-back weeks is going to get lucky and get outgained for a third week and pull something off. Now they have to go up against the Mississippi State Air Raid. I mean, this just feels like the ultimate mismatch, a team that was ranked 128th out of 131 teams on PFF and all overall passing offense is going to somehow be able to go play-for-play you know, play with an air raid offense. Give me a freaking break, man. I'm taking Mississippi State minus four. I think Mississippi State wins this game by 10-plus points, and in all comedy of what college football is, Texas A&M will probably play a close, tight game with Alabama next week. That's just how college football goes. But I think Mississippi State's going to air the ball out, throw the ball over him. I mean, those cowbells get ringing, man. This is Starkville, Mississippi. If this is a 12 o'clock kickoff, I don't like it as much. This is a 3.30 kickoff or 4 o'clock kickoff. These fans are going to be liquored up. They're going to be screaming. I mean, what the hell else are you going to do in Starkville, Mississippi, besides go to this game and ring your cowbell? Mississippi State circles the wagons here and gets a huge victory. Yeah, two things to add because I do like this pick. Mississippi State at the beginning of the year on our one of our first podcasts, I think on our SEC podcast, you mentioned how year three for Mike Leach is typically mm-hmm. his best year. They already squandered a chance. They could have won at LSU. I know that the score was 30. I'm looking at it now, 31-16. But if you remember it, Mississippi State had chances to win that game. They were even up and they couldn't put it away. Yeah. They also they muffed a fell- punt in their own in their out their own like 10 late in the game. Yeah, so they squandered that chance to get a big win. They have another one here. They'll have another one next week against Arkansas. Although if Arkansas loses back-to-back, that one's not as big. A&M's riding the hot train, getting back on track now. It's a great spot for Mississippi State to pick someone off. The last thing is Will Rogers is probably one of them, the most underrated. Mm -hmm. So I want to say great player, good players in college football. Um, He fits Mike Leach perfectly, and they're a perfect match together. He can sling that rock. Yeah, I think you put it perfectly, too, about Will Rogers. You know, like, I don't think Will Rogers – I mean, he'll get drafted. He might – I don't know if he'll get drafted necessarily, but he'll be on an NFL roster. So, you know, he'll it's, have a I don't chance. even think, like – I don't. I think Nick Fitzgerald went, like, undrafted. Yeah. I think he, he was on a roster at some point. So, like, you know. It, yeah, exactly. He'll have might a be chance tough, to, but – Yeah, he'll have a chance to play some NFL, to like, get a backup job in the preseason and whatnot. But, yeah, he's a great co- great quarterback. But the other thing, too, I want to say is, like, in the SEC, I typically don't think look-ahead spots really exist that much unless you're playing, like, a really be- – like, you're playing, like, a Missouri or somebody like that. You know what I mean? But the one game that we've heard about all season long is Alabama – I mean, they at, at CBS gets one primetime game. They get one late-night start, and they chose Texas A&M, Alabama, out of all the games they could have chosen. I mean, this is the one game we've heard about. I mean, the Jimbo and Nick Saban throwing shade at each other and stuff. I mean, I feel like this is the – I feel like that's the biggest game in all of college football. There might be a better matchup. There might be – who knows? Michigan and Ohio State might play each other as number one and number two. But this is the biggest game on paper from the preseason. So I think that makes it a huge look ahead spot. Ben, did you have another one in college football or was that it? No, that was it. 
Yeah, that's all. I mean, I have some other bets. I'll talk about them later, but those are the three I'm doing on the pod. Um, let's switch over to NFL. Ben, once just again. To, just to do a recap real quick. College football, I have James Madison minus 22. Michigan, Iowa under 42. Penn State first quarter, uh, specifically if it's minus six and a half. Baylor minus two. And Thomas has Navy Air Force under 38. Baylor minus two. Mississippi State minus four. There we go. Good recap right there by Ben. Ben, you are the picks leader. You start us out on NFL. Dude, so this is tough. Um, you and I were talking about it before we came on here, and I, once again, I can't say I really love the NFL. I took some lines as soon as they came out this week. Um, mm-hmm. There's really not a point for me to give those out now because you can't get the same number. Um, so there's one that I haven't taken yet that I'm going to take. I'm riding this Eagles train until it fails me. I, I believe they're six and a half. Uh, unless mm-hmm. that line's moved, I believe it's still six and a half. I still think it's a good spot for the Eagles. I think they're playing, they're they're winning every game and they're doing it their way. Like they're dictating everything that is going on in the game. They're running the ball when they need when they want to run the ball. They're throwing downfield and taking chances when they feel it's appropriate, but they're not doing it too often. They're playing great defense, and Jalen Hurts is not turning the ball over, which is huge. Um, this week. They play at home against the Jaguars. Um, Jaguars have been good. Listen, they're two and one, um, a two game win streak, two, uh, two very impressive wins. They beat the Colts to shut out the Colts. And then they beat a Chargers team with a little bit of a hurt Herbert. Um, I think back to back road games here is a tough spot. Going to Philly is going to be ruckus. And uh, I still think Philly's in a good spot. I really do. I trust Jalen Hurts. I trust the way this offense is moving the football. Um, and I think. It's tough because when you have a – like the Jags have a lot of balance right now. I think it's tough to do everything you want to do on this Eagles defense. They have a really good uh, pass rush, whether it's Brandon Graham, Fletcher Cox, who's also good against the run. Um, they still have Sweat, don't they? Or is he the yes, one that's they hurt? they still have Josh Sweat, yeah. Yeah, one of their defensive ends is hurt. I think it's Barnett that got hurt. I think Sweat's still there. Their secondary is ridiculous. I mean, Darius Slay locks down. He's going to, I would imagine, be on Christian Kirk in this game. He shut down everyone he's, he's been thrown at so far. So I think it could be a tougher time for the Jags to come back to reality a little bit. I think the Eagles stay hot. I will say I haven't played it yet, Ben. I don't know if I will end up playing it, but I am looking at the Jags in the spot. And the only reason, Ming, is it's a Doug Peterson revenge game for the team that ran him out of town. So it is that definitely makes makes me feel like I that that makes me want to take the Jags. But I mean, usually, you know, me with the revenge spots, I've already taken it. I've already sent it. But it, I know it's tough. It's tough for me to take that one, to be honest with you. I, don't I think get- the only the only thing I'll add is I'll probably add a teaser. I just don't. The only the first half of the teaser is going to be the Cardinals, mm-hmm. um, which I know that I'll let you talk about that a little more. Haven't figured out my second half yet, so. Um, but th- that's like the only lean I have. I've only played the Eagles so far. Uh, the one I'll give out on the podcast. So, uh, that's, that's it from the NFL for me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. I have two plays in the NFL. Then I actually do want to mention something in another game. And then after that, I want to circle back to the big matchups in college football. We didn't talk about, um, the first one bet that I'm going to go ahead and give out right here is I'm going to go ahead and take 
That's right. I'm going to go ahead and send it, man. I'm taking the Cardinals plus one and a half. Look, I hate siding with public sides. This side is, is one of the three most public of the week, but public wins sometimes, guys. Cardinals nine and one straight up in their last 10 road games on the flips and uh, seven or on their and their, ugh, they're nine and one straight up in their last 10 games on the road. And then they're 14 and three ATS as a road underdog. Cliff Kingsbury, for some reason, loves this spot as a road underdog. Then on top of that, Matt Rule is one and seven ATS in his last eight home games, and he's three and 10 ATS as a favorite. Baker Mayfield is 11 and 22 against the spread as a favorite. The Cardinals are also. Um, number 11 in rush defense per game. Their pass defense is trash. Their pass defense is graded out absolutely horribly. I think I talked about it on the podcast we had earlier this week. I don't know if the Panthers can take advantage of that, though. So it feels like this is a good matchup for the Cardinals. On top of that, the Panthers' run defense has not been very good so far this season. The Cardinals should be able to have success on the ground against them. I'm definitely going to be playing the Cardinals come Sunday. I hate it, man. This is the fourth week in a row I've been on the Cardinals, but got to play the spots. Other one I'm rocking with here, I'm going out of Las Vegas where the Raiders are in a must win. The 0-3 Raiders hosting the 2-1 Denver Broncos. Spread on this game is 2.5. I'm actually fading the side in the must win, believe it or not. The Broncos, look, that was one of the ugliest games I've seen on Sunday Night Football. I wanted to turn it off so many times, but for whatever reason, I stayed up and watched the end of it. The Broncos are still top 10 in the league in EPA on the early downs in weeks one and two last week, the 49ers defense was unreal as that is the best defensive unit graded out in the entire NFL right now. Um, teams that are Owen three when they are favored in week four, they're 11, 23 and one against the spread 14 and 21 straight up. Look, the public is all over the Raiders here. Hunter Renfro is still in concussion protocol right now. I just don't see it, man. I think this Raiders team's a dumpster fire. I think me and Ben kind of talked about it on the on the podcast. They swung and missed on all those first-round picks, all that stupid shit that went on when they had um, Gruden and Mayock there is starting to catch up to them here. I mean, they were the luckiest team in the NFL basically last year. Their luck's run out here. I think the Broncos hand them the L plus two-and-a-half official from me. Um, Before we go back over to college football, I do want to mention this. I think the Browns are the best spot the entire week in the NFL. I don't bet against my Falcons because I'm a true, because I am a fan of sports over a gambler all day, but I only bet to win money. I don't bet as a fan. There's a big difference. Um, look, the Falcons are absolutely terrible against the run. The Seahawks ran all over them, even though they suck at running the ball. The other teams did. I, I think, let's put it this way. I think the number hasn't gotten blown out of proportion yet on how bad the Falcons are at running the football or defending the run solely because of the teams they played are not that heavy of run teams, but they're now playing the number one run team in the league. They should run the ball all over them. Also, too, on top of that, I mean, there's a reason why the Falcons are still are still plus one and a half at home in this spot facing Jacoby Brissett. Um, the other one I do want to talk about, too, is the Ravens and the Bills. Um, this is a spot here that – I can't play anything yet. All the Ravens corners are listed on the injury report. There's apparently supposed to be wind coming in from that um, hurricane that's supposed to hit that's hitting. So there's just too many factors right now and not being able to take, take the Ravens. I will say this though, Harbaugh and Jackson are five and O as home underdogs since Lamar has been the starter. Allen is one and two all time versus the Ravens two and a six 
ATS against the AFC North teams all time. And after Allen plays against the Dolphins, he's four and three. And three out of those four, he they're in uh, three out of those last four. Also, the Ravens are 15, three and one ATS in their last 19 games as a home underdog here. Look, I played against the Bills the first three weeks of the season here. I don't know if I want to do it a fourth week in a row. I think the Ravens will definitely be a teaser spot for me, but I want to see what this injury report looks like. Remember, the Bills are missing their entire secondary last week. If that's still the case, I think we have to go ahead and take the Ravens, but let's see what this final injury report looks like, guys, because, I mean, at the end of the day, betting plus three is basically betting straight up. Oh, I, I don't know. I, feel like I mean, a lot, of, I feel, a lot of field goals in the NFL that come – or a lot, of, a lot of games that come down to kicking. True, but I feel like let's put it this way. I feel like if you looked back on all the bets you made that are in that are plus three or minus three, I feel like in probably eighty percent of those, the points didn't matter, and whoever covered one outright, I feel like. But anyway, um, that's another topic for another day. Ben, let's go back here though though to college football. Let's start out. Let's talk about the uh, 12 o'clock kickoff game here. Big one, obviously. Kentucky Wildcats are on the road in Oxford, Mississippi. This game starts at 11 a.m. local time. Number seven, Kentucky versus number 14, Ole Miss. Total on this game is 53 and a half. Ole Miss, seven point favorite. Um, ben, what do you think about this game? Well, no crazy stat about Ole Miss when they play top 10 teams. What? The under hits about 70% of the time. Really? You don't think that about Ole Miss teams. I like Ole Miss in the spot. I think Kentucky's a fraud top 10 team. Still not that sold on Will Levis. Um, you see Lane Kiffin complaining about the student section? No, what do you say? They didn't have enough people was, in theirs? There was like nobody there. They leave early in the second half. So they show up a little late. Ole Miss people just care about getting drunk more than football. They got an exciting football team. I don't know why they're not showing up. Partying too hard in the Grove. Um, I, I, I like Ole Miss in the spot. It's not a play for me. Um, if I had to play anything, I'd probably lean the under from the status all earlier today, but, um, they're taking unders in an Ole Miss Kentucky game. I feel like can get crazy. Both teams can lackluster on defense from time to time. Um, I lean Ole Miss with, with the points because I think Kentucky's kind of a fraud top 10 team. I think they're the next ones to get, to get, uh, proven that they're a fraud. Arkansas was first. I think Kentucky's the next one. Uh, I think Tennessee comes after that. I guess yeah, A&M was the first one. Yeah, Tennessee does have Georgia on deck in two weeks as well. Um, yeah, I, Bama, I thought Tennessee plays Bama before they played Georgia. You might okay. be. Actually, yeah, I think it is. They have a... They have their bye. They play, I think, like, they play one of the – LSU, LSU next week, then Alabama, then Georgia's not for another three weeks. Okay, okay. That's right. That's right. Um, You know, Ben, I, I would agree with you on the under here. I will say this, though. I know that stud defensive end is out for Mississippi – or for Ole Miss. Also, their, uh, their safety is also going to be out of this game as well. Um, Zach Evans, the running back apparently hasn't practiced all week and might be out. And same thing with his backup running back. I think this game probably doesn't have going oh, Kentucky, under. Kentucky has their starting running back yep. coming back. Actually. Yeah. Chris Rodriguez. I don't know how much of an upgrade he necessarily is though. They seem to have run the ball pretty well without him. You know, like, I mean, he, he's good. He was the SEC's leading rusher last year. True. True. I just know they've ran the ball still well without him. So, you know, I think ultimately the under is the best play in this game. Seven moved too far that I would want to take a bite at Ole yeah. Miss in this game. I think that I agree with you. I think the Revs get the upset here, and I think the under ends up hitting in this game. So I'm not going to touch this game, though. I'll definitely be watching it. 
Um, Ben, before we talk about your team, I want to talk about my team here. Number 23, that's right. Number 23, Florida State hosts number 22, Wake Forest at home, over under 64. Florida State's a seven-point favorite. So, Ben, it looks like it's going to be good weather now in Tallahassee, Florida. We don't have to worry about anything here. I think Sam Hartman and Wake Forest is getting absolutely disrespected. If I was not a Florida State fan, this would be a max play for me on Wake Forest. I don't understand how Florida State went from a min- went from minus or from plus one and a half to minus seven. I don't really know what us drubbing Boston College necessarily deserve that. Sam Hartman threw for six touchdowns last week, but one thing I do know in this matchup, Ben, is these both these teams, both these defenses, will give up some points in the air. We watched DJ Ugalele pick Wake Forest apart. I think that Jordan Travis and company should be able to do that. Jordan Travis didn't really run that much last week. I think he's saving it up to go all in this week. I think he's going to run around a ton in this game as well. I think the final score in this game is going to be close to the 80s. I think Florida State wins this game 42-38 in an absolute shootout. I think this will be the best game of the entire Saturday slate. I think it's going to be one of the most fun games to watch all year when we look back on it. I just think there's too much offense here. Florida State's got that offense going. Um, Trayshawn Ward, Trey Benson, um, my, my guy Wilson out on the edge catching the football. I think that Florida State finally has found something. I mean, these fans are going to come and fire the hell up. All the students should be back in town for this one. I think Florida State wins, but I think seven's way too many points. I think this game comes down, it stays way inside that number, but I think it's going way over. I also think seven's a lot of points for Florida State to be favored by, but my lean on this play, I'm not taking it, my lean, but also be the over. Also, the other thing I want to say, too, is Wake Forest absolutely embarrassed us and beat the crap out of us after we lost to Jacksonville State. And that's kind of when that Mike Norvell snapped in his postgame press conference and went off on everybody. And ever since then, their entire program has looked different in our outlook. So I think Norvell is going to remind everybody of what they came in our house and did to us last year. And I think that everybody's not going to be too happy. And that's going to make it another revenge spot for Florida State. I just hate this number, so I'm not betting it. I mean, if it was at three, four and a half, I would be all over the Knowles here. Um, last teasing game, down the money line, you can tease it. I I don't like teasing college football personally, though. There's too much variance in college football. Um, Ben, let's talk though here about your boys now. Number two, Alabama, big road game, look ahead spot with Texas A&M on the road. They're taking on Arkansas here. The spread is 17 and a half, over under 61. What do you think about this game? There's no such thing as a look ahead from Alabama because they invented the word rat poison. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm a little nervous for this game. Alabama's last five road games have not. Well, there's one. Actually, no, it's not. That was at Florida. The last five road games have not been great. Uh, they lost one outright and they barely won the other four that included at, at Texas, at Florida, at Auburn, Mississippi State was a blowout, and then AM they lost that game. So four out of the last five that were very close, and one of them they lost. Uh, Alabama's Wait, was it LSU close? LSU last year was home. Okay, that's right. It, I knew it was a close game. Um, they got to get their shit together on the road. Um, I know that because I asked you earlier in the week what is Bama's like offensive line ranked in PFF grades, and they graded out pretty well haven't thoroughly been impressed with the way they've run the football. Uh, The receivers are getting better by the week. They actually have three wide receivers and probably two of them are going to start. One of them may not be more to start, but he'll play a lot Mm -hmm. Uh, coming back this week. One of them is Tyler Harrell. Who's that probably the fastest wide receiver in college football from Louisville. He transferred in. So good to have some reinforcements and some depth uh, for the first time all year on the wide receiver position. 
listen, they keep protecting Bryce Young like they have the past two games, and his numbers are going to fly up the charts. Uh, Arkansas's pass defense, I believe, is like top five worst in college football. It's really, really bad. Uh, but they can get after the quarterback. First test, I've mentioned it multiple times. I'll mention it again. I think Alabama's road schedule is very hard this year. It starts with this one. Yeah, I agree with you, Ben. I took the 17 and a half here with Arkansas. I just think it's a good number. Arkansas's lines have played very well as they're in the top three in college football in both run and pass blocking. I mean, KJ Jefferson's not exactly the best passer. I think Arkansas is going to be a little pissed off after the way they lost that game last week. It's a a quick turnaround, but the fact they're at home here, I think 17 and a half is a few too many points. I think Arkansas does cover this one, not a max bet or anything. I did play it for a unit, though. Um, Interesting. There's an interesting uh, player in Arkansas. His name is Drew Sanders. He's the mm -hmm. linebacker, plays inside and outside. He was at Alabama, five-star kid. Um, Played a little bit and won it in – I, like Alabama had future plans for him to switch to inside linebacker, but not this coming year. Transfer to Arkansas is currently second leader in tackling in the country. So he'll have some, he'll have something to play a little extra for. I think he might try and tackle the running back a little harder if he gets that chance on a perfect tackle. But uh, listen, he's a stud player. Um, Saban's had some nice words about him and then he's happy for his, his uh, success elsewhere. So, um, but that's, that's an interesting note. And uh I've been a little disappointed. We talked about this on our SEC mm-hmm. podcast. A little disappointed in Arkansas's wide receiver room. I thought they would play a little bit better. They're going to have mm-hmm. to step up in this game. Um, I guess Jaden Hazelwood just wasn't it. So he didn't really do anything in Oklahoma under Lincoln Riley. And mm-hmm. Hasn't done much so far in Arkansas. No, I agree with you completely. I mean, there you can tell how much they missed Trelon Burks and how good he was in this offense. Um, last game up here on the slate that we're going to discuss real quick. Number 10, NC State takes on number five, Clemson. They're on the road in this one. This could be a night game on ABC. Clemson is a seven-point favorite. The total in this game is at 42. It looks like this game will have heavy impact due to the hurricane here in this one. Ben, I did go ahead and take the seven points with NC State in this game. NC State returns their entire defense from last year. They did upset Clemson last year. Look, I don't. I think this game is going to be a double struggle. overtime. I think it's going to be yeah. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think points are going to come at a premium in this one. Devin Leary and company need a big time win here. I mean, MC State has kind of struggled a little bit so far this season, but I think this is the game where they put it all together and they come out here. I think they upset Clemson and beat them outright in this spot. I just think seven points is kind of a dis- little bit of a disrespectful line. I think it should be closer to four and a half here. I think that NC State wins this game outright. Part of me agrees with you. The other part of me says the spread is as big as it is be- for a reason. Um, it, it, and that's including the weather because I do think that's factored in. Clemson is 17 and eight against the spread versus top 10 opponents under Dabo Sweeney. Uh, that's pretty impressive. You know what one of those non-covers was? I would imagine Florida State, if you're asking. <laughs> yeah, it's my favorite game of all time when when Jameis and Florida State uh, went in their house, and uh, not only did they upset them, but they beat the dog shit out of them. 56 Yeah, I, I lean Clemson on this because they're a program that's been here many times. They've okay. obviously very successful, 17-8 and eight in covering the spread under Dabo. Obviously, those are not all wins, but I would imagine all of the ones at home except for the Florida State one, are wins. I mean, he hasn't lost at home very often. Um, I think the quarterback, I think DJ's starting to get some confidence in him. I do. Um, obviously, he's got to prove it. And this isn't a game like he's going to – he might play bad in this game. And everyone's going to be like, well, he's back to sucking. 
if it's 50 mile power winds and pouring rain, I, you can't blame him for this game. I think Will Shipley is a huge advantage for Clemson because he's a great running back. Clemson's been running the football pretty well, and DJ can also run with his legs. I think if it's a close game down the stretch, I have more faith in Clemson. Uh, they're a program, like I said, it's been here before. NC State, we talked about this in the uh, ACC preseason rankings. What does this program like NC State do when they have high expectations for the first time ever? Hey, that's what that's exactly what I'm talking about, though. This is the parody of the ACC. Watch NC State win this game, then go out and lose to like Louisville or somebody like that. That's what happens in the ACC. You're not wrong. I, I don't have a play in this game. I, I mean, if I had to lean, I would just take the under. I mean, just being the weather weenie, but like, I don't know how these teams are going to move the ball. People are saying this weather is going to be really bad in, in the Carolinas. Yeah, we'll see what that weather ends up looking like. Ultimately, everything can change in a matter of seconds. What time is it? What time is this one? Was this game at? This is the night game, seven thirty. So who knows? It may have had yeah, time to so, clear out by then. Yeah, I'm thinking like if I'm gonna play on it, it'll be right at kickoff. Um, if I have a play on it, it's probably Clemson. I'll tell the people that. But I I don't have a play. I'll look at the you know weather when they show the pregame and stuff like that for it. Yeah, there's a lot of factors to taking these games this weekend, guys. However you play it, please play responsibly. Don't bet more money than you have. Ben, it's a pleasure as always, man. Let's get this money. Let's do it. All right, guys. We'll talk to everyone again soon, and hope everyone has a good weekend.